0: Welcome to the Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, thanks for joining me. Much appreciated. I wanted to shout out to a couple of my newer listeners. Kogara, Australia. hope I pronounced that right. Southern part of Sydney, Australia. Also had Kennington, UK. We've got Canton, North Carolina checking in. Minneapolis, Minnesota, appreciate it. You're always out there. Always seem to be catching up on my newer stuff. It's much appreciated. So, uh, going to be an interesting one here. We're going to talk a little political stuff. My opinion on things. Um, I talked a while ago about a politician who's stirring the pot in California about the wolf hunts out in the Midwest. Um, I know they talked about closing it up again. I think they did actually, but, uh, I was just reading something the other day, Sportsman's Alliance, where they had the actual wind. And will be letting it go back to the state management again um also that i forget what what something that with the lady out there in washington she's uh being investigated now um a lot of crazy stuff going on i I, I forget the real story so i'm not going to try to talk on it but once again i talked a while ago about how we're they're putting these people in places you know that are almost like anti-hunting anti-conservation and it's like how do you run a conservation agency if you're really there to destroy it (laughs) Uh, but um the one thing i wanted to talk about was uh going back to that california california mind your own business keep your uh Opinions and stuff out of other people's and state's business. Just read an article. uh, I stumbled. It's from actually September 9, 2022. It's called Shell Games. Conservation Group wants an immediate boycott of lobster. Their impact has already been felt. It's by Tom Keir. Uh, it was Sports Fishing Magazine. I'm actually gonna read this um, because it, once again, as I read it, you'll you'll get the gist. Seafood Watch, a California-based conservation organization, has called for an anti-harvest ban on Maine lobsters. The group, out of Monterey Bay Aquarium, has both American and Canadian lobster fisheries in their sights and their action is causing retailers to shy away from carrying lobsters. Seafood Watch rates over 2,000 seafood items on how sustainably they are managed. Their judgments of best choice, good alternative, or avoid carry weight with retailers and consumers. Seafood Watch red-listed the main lobster by placing it on its avoid list, and the impact has already been felt. Blue Apron, a New York meal kit retailer announced through a spokesman that the company would issue an immediate boycott of Maine lobster. HelloFresh, the largest meal kit company in the United States, quickly followed suit. Whatever did the lobster and its succulent meat do to deserve such poor treatment? Allegedly, the fishery impacts North Atlantic right whales. North Atlantic right whales number fewer than 340 and their low numbers are the result of the commercial whaling error which started over a millennium ago. Beginning around 875 AD, the industry formed to harvest whales on a large scale for meat and blubber, the latter of which was rendered into oil. A series of anti-whale banning in the 1900s combined with the shift away from whale meat and blubber significantly shrunk the industry. Today's beleaguered whale populations are the result of centuries of over-harvesting, the primary reason for today's lobster ban. That ban is supported by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. NOAA lists the entanglement of North Atlantic right whales with fishing lines and gear as a problem. Noah maintains that tangled whales can suffer injuries, some of which may prove to be fatal. Not true, say both politicians and lobstermen. Both are calling foul and pushing back. Senator Angus King, Independent Maine, sounded off on Twitter. Quote, this is an outrageous act with very real-world consequences and no scientific evidence. It is simply absurd and flies in the face of common sense. The Maine lobster industry, one of our state's most important economic drivers and a source of pride, has long been committed to environmentally conscious and sustainable fishing. There hasn't been a whale entanglement attributed to Maine lobster gear since 2004 and no documented right whale death has ever been attributed to Maine lobster gear. I hope the millions around the world who enjoy the delicious crustacean will see through this farce. End quote. Patrice McCarran, the executive director of the Maine Lobstermen's Association, agrees. Quote, Lobstering is one of the most sustainable fisheries in the world due to the effective stewardship practices handed down through generations of lobstermen. She said and their pushback has resulted in Seafood Watch's clarified position. Their report refers to the potential for entanglement and the vertical lines associated with lobster gear. This position begs another question, will vertical jigging for striped bass or ground fish be targeted next? The majority of lobster supplied in America comes from Maine and Canada. In 2021, The U.S. lobster fishery was worth more than $900 million and supplied customers with over 130 million pounds. Perhaps there are other ways of protecting North Atlantic right whales so that their population rebounds than by shutting down lobstering, an industry which already has been proven sustainable. So that article is in Sport Fishing Magazine and it was by Tom Keir um yeah so once again we got california butting their noses in things so um that kind kind of is a problem excuse me about the noise i'm rustling stuff around over here yeah so uh it was funny we have captain bill he actually had a comment to this and i found it pretty intriguing This effort is a misdirection from the real danger, which comes from ship strikes. High-speed ferries and tankers kill whales when they run over them. It's noteworthy that a NOAA ship struck a whale in its propeller in 2009 while Maine lobster gear has never killed a whale. By avoiding the real danger and misdirecting the blame, NOAA and the Monterey Seafood Watch are putting endangered whales at more risk of extinction. And this is another one I love that can actually get a hold of. It's A737 Flyer. Let me see if I understand. A group in California wants to tell New Englanders what they do with an industry that has been closely regulated locally for generations? Nonsense. Yeah, that's my point. After stumbling through uh, this article, I found it interesting that, once again, California is butting its nose in other people's conservation. So, let's try to do a better job of worrying about ourselves over there, California. Looks so like you've got tons of issues yourself. Um, so That's one thing I'm glad I got off my chest. Next being Etiquette on the water. And uh it was funny. I was actually watching Wicked Tuna the other night and they were talking about like the uh the Etiquette boaters should have tuna fish and and I was shocked to hear that. It's like an eighth of a mile in between boats. Um but it makes total sense considering how you know, how how tough these fish are and how long they can fight them for and probably how much reel they can actually spool off. <laughs> um, yeah, the line that they're going to take. So my thing comes from, should non-anglers have a little bit of consideration and etiquette? Um, just recently fly fishing down the catskill creek working my way down to this deep hole now lately we've had uh not a lot of rain so the creeks are really dried up from what they were in april and uh you're basically just trying to find pools of fish last year actually dc said that if people could refrain on fishing because of the drought and get you know uh, take a little pressure off the fish it would be much appreciated but uh so here i am fly fishing lines out going through the air i hear something come from behind me i look over and here's a guy with his big akita i don't know just a big big dog walking in behind me probably about 15 yards away um as i catch eye contact with him he immediately looks down and away no acknowledgement of me being there and the fact that my fly is now going back and forth over this beautiful pool as i'm trying to get enough line out to get to a spot that i wanted to lay my fly in well not a blink of an eye later, this guy has his dog, still on the leash, wade right into the pool. I have video of it on my GoPro. Mind-boggling. Um, I you know, I look all the fish scattered. I mean, it was and there was you know a lot of fish holding up in this pool. And I strip in my line, bring it in. Like I said, the dog in the water and, and a hook in the water. Mind-boggling. I wasn't even worrying about his own uh, dog's safety. Impressive. It was more about the swim, I guess. But mind you, on the stretch of the creek, you can see down probably a quarter mile. And a ton of more like deep holes to, you know, for the dog to have gone. But I guess he didn't want to walk down there. So instead, I'll just bring my dog right next to this dude who's fishing. Um, I looked at the guy, stared at him actually, stared him down, and to not one point, about two minutes of letting his dog wade around in the pool, did he look over at me. So I'm guessing he kind of knew what he was doing. It was a real dick move. Um, You know, it's to the point, could it could be considered fisherman harassment? you know did he have like a who knows I mean the funny thing is the guy lives I believe right next to the creek on the other side which would actually if it's the house I'm thinking um he could have brought his dog in upstream off his own yard so now I'm starting to wonder is this an anti-fisherman um doing this but even if he's not You know, being that it's a public fishing access area, obviously we have to share it with other people. Um, But should people who don't fish have a little bit of couth and etiquette? The irony, I think I talked about it last year on my podcast, is... uh, these DEC fishing access areas, I have one back at Sylvan Lake where I grew up. And last year passing through, now this place, you very tight. Uh, if it's 100 feet wide, I'd be shocked. It's enough just to park maybe five cars. I don't even know, I, I'm going to take that back. Probably four cars. Nosed in on the fence. And then still enough room if somebody wanted to like back in and like, you know, unload a kayak or a boat. But then where are you parking? (laughs) You know, that's the thing. Um, But last year I noticed uh, a family taking up the whole launch with lawn chairs. Um, Yeah. And treating it as if it was their own public beach. Now, mind you, they took up so much of it. All of it for the most part. If you were to back in with your boat, that's an issue. Um and then later on, I don't know if it was that night or during the week, other people were complaining about it at other areas. I don't know where this is coming from, man. I don't know if people want to pay admission to get into a you know, a beach or a public beach area. I don't know um yeah fishing access areas aren't your beach barbecue area so to speak um this could be becoming a problem you know i mean i get it it's public public land everybody's entitled to it but you know where's the etiquette man especially if somebody's there before you you know if this particular spot probably a week later i drove by um somebody brought a chimneyed down, but I think it was off a of public, uh, private property. So I'm sure this person probably owned down to the creek. Fair enough, you know. What are you gonna do? You, it's unfortunate that it's a lot I see here in the Catskills is when we dry up, all these deeper holes, people are swimming in them. So so much for fishing because you're not gonna get them on other parts of the creek. The water's so shallow. There's no there's no fish in it. We got a little rain the other day. Um I went out cuz I have a client that's booked with me for the 14th. I talked to him on the phone. I actually wanted to cancel Um And it, you know, this goes back to something I'll we'll talk about in a little bit, but there was no fish in the deeper spots of the river that actually came up that you would think would be good for fishing. So you know, kind of goes back to like I don't know, we gotta share it with these people, but is there amount is there a certain amount of etiquette that they should know with fishermen, especially being a fisherman being in the area first. But going back to this client, I'm wondering if I'm too honest to be a guide. Um Yeah. So I recently had a guy call me last minute. About wanting to go f- smallmouth fishing, and he saw my my website, and he says, "I know this is last minute, but I'd like to take my son. We're in from Colorado. They we're out going to Cooperstown for a uh, I guess they have like little league tournaments out there, and a camp from what my friend Joe told me, um, and this big money." So, I had been watching the weather, and the next day we were getting some pretty nasty thunderstorms. And one thing I know about the Ashokan Reservoir is you don't want to play around on that. It could prove fatal. Um, between lightning strikes, and I've seen waves churn up from heavy high winds, that they will definitely <laughs> come into the boat. Had it happened so i explained that to the guy and he was like oh you know he goes i didn't even think about checking the weather he goes i appreciate it he goes because actually my son's got a cast on and we can't get that wet so i lost business there um then i had this guy call back in april he wants to take his friend fishing and the friend l- lives kind of locally uh the other fellow he's down down closer to the city um but i told him you know i said the creeks are really low right now um and you know if you're willing to put the work in i guess it's you just go for it but um i just in good conscience don't feel right about taking them out on the creeks which has actually made me think you know i i, I always i've said on my my website that i would do like a custom trip kind of whatever you want tailored to what you want but i'm starting to second guess that because every year as we all know we see trends you know with different things um for instance you know somebody talked to an old timer and he said this is the the driest he's seen it before july and i can actually say that in my short time, that's probably pretty accurate. But I'm thinking about starting to tailor my schedule and what people want to fish for and how they want to fish on my terms. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think after May, you know, um, hang up the fishing rod in some, most of the creeks for people. You know, if somebody's really hardcore and willing to put the work in, I guess, you know, I could bend a little bit for it. But, uh, you know, I want to catch fish for people. I don't want to bring somebody out and not have a successful day on the creek. So, you know, it goes back to, like, fishing on my boat. I mean, last year we saw ridiculous low water at the Can, where foundations were shown in the old towns. It was really, really bad. Even that at some point, you gotta call it quits, man. You know, a lot I know a lot of guys are still out there fishing it, but I think I might be more selective on how I take people out during certain times of the year. Um even I you know, I, I wanna do more things myself. My wife my wife was busting my chops because uh Two weekends in a row. I had friends, a friend home from uh, Florida, and they had a 25th anniversary for their their band. I've always been somebody. I listen to music every day, man. I love music. I was just talking to somebody at work how, even my taste of music moves forward. Like I'm not caught in like where I only listen to what I listened to when I was a kid. I'm one of those dudes that probably show up at a concert and people be like, What's this old dude doing here? <laughs> so but uh you know, you start you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I'm watching a lot more friends pass away. It's almost depressing talking about it, but uh it kind of goes back to what I've always preached on here. You know, just get out and do it, man. Um even if it's once or twice during a summer. And maybe you don't consider a lot, but if you've done it You know, more power to you. You know, I did a lot of turkey hunting this year. Um, I got out there, did some fishing. Wasn't the most successful at it this year. So I talked about my other podcast. You know, this is the worst full year of like, you know, the fishing and hunting that I've had in 30 years. It's also made me think about my approach. I was talking about it to my friend yesterday. I love trolling on the Ashokan, but now I'm seeing so many pods of bait fish, uh, I'm going to switch it up here soon, get out there and fish with some live bait, and use my tactics I used on my home lake, uh, and see how I make out, so, I know they were having a great season up there, I think it's dwindling down now in Cape Cod, um, i'm going there at the end of august so i'll be doing some fishing from shore really psyched about it but here in the near future i want to get out i want to go down to uh long island go out in a party boat you know it's not my ideal way to fish but i don't know anybody with a boat and i don't have 600 bucks to spend by myself to go out on the ocean So what I was planning on doing, going down to see my mother-in-law and uh, go out really early in the morning crabbing and then get on the party boat and go out for a few hours. You know, my buddy were talking about crabbing yesterday. So might start gearing up towards the blue crab here. I know there was areas down below where you had to watch it with the... uh, I don't want to say it was red tide, but you know there was toxic algae stuff and uh you had to watch it with the shellfish. It's something I'd like to touch on again is <clears throat> with the uh that kind of stuff, the algae blooms. Well guys, I'm gonna wrap it up. I think I've talked enough here. Get out there, fish see what's in season go get them all right thanks a lot guys appreciate it peace out this episode of appalachian timber ghost outdoor adventures podcast was brought to you by wild kingdom so check us out on facebook and instagram (laughs) I'm a bear, 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 i